Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are, across the, the, the Faith FM nation, the Faith FM world, the Faith FM network. We don't know where you are, but we know that you're listening to the show right now. And if you're listening to the show, welcome because you are listening to none other than The Breakfast Show. You're joined by myself, Lawson, and across me, we've got the one, wonderful, the amazing, none other than Monica. Monica, how are you doing? Oh, come on, don't stop. The beautiful, oh. the incredible, <laughs> the annoying. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm loving today's weather. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, yes and no. I, it actually stopped me from having a workout this morning. I usually like to go for a walk in the morning, uh-huh. but it was like bucketing rain. Not that the wet prevents me from going outside, but every time my brain hears rain, it just shuts down. It's like, yep, sleep time. <laughs> it's, it's like my mental kryptonite. So you woke up, you could hear the rain, and you're yeah, like... straight back to sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 fair yeah, enough, fair yeah, enough, fair yeah. enough. I... Oh man, I feel you rolling out of bed this morning. It's cold. It's wet. Like obviously not in my bedroom. It's not like, you know, but you know, you can, you can feel mm-hmm. the, there's, there's rain outside and obviously like peer out the window and I'm like, okay, it's, it's raining. And I'm like, oh man. So I do this thing when I'm laying in bed. I, I do this pretty often, whether, I, when I, whether I'm trying to get out of the shower, whether I'm laying in bed or whatever. When I have to do something, I sit there and I'm like, okay, three, two, one and if I don't get up on the one, then I just get like really angry at myself. And I'm like, I'm I'll like, try that tomorrow. I'm like, you're a terrible person. What are you? What's wrong with you? Da, da, da. You need to get up right now. And then I'm like, okay, three, two, one. And then I'll get <laughs> mentally parenting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, stop being so lazy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that tomorrow. I love it when it rains in the evening. Like if it starts raining mm. in the late afternoon, oh, evening, you're gone. I literally like, try and race to get to bed while it's still raining. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Insomnia cure right there. It's absolutely. Hey, it's raining, but I don't know. That's that's good for plants, I guess. Yeah. Shout out plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Well, coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about Joe Biden. Oh, okay. That guy. Your friend. Yeah, my bestie. <laughs> Your buddy. <laughs> Big Joe. Buddy old pal. Nah, nah, well, we're going to be talking about Joe Biden, his upcoming tour that should bring him to Papua New Guinea and Australia, but oh, it potentially wow. looks like he won't. We're also going to be talking about the church and its influence of ed- on education in Scotland. We are going to have our first clue for the quiz. Today is a What Book Am I uh, quiz. Our first clue goes like this. The word death is found most often in this book of the Bible. A grand total of 31 times you will find the word death in this book. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, a little bit morbid. Uh, 0491064669. If you enter and get that right, you will uh, go into the draw for Friday's uh, grand prize draw of the book by Dennis Smith called 40 Days, Prayers and Devotions on the Nature and Ministry of the Holy Spirit. A really great devotional book where you can read, I think it's like a page or maybe two pages a day. Uh, and he has written many of these books. This is book 12, and this one is particularly on the subject of the nature and ministry of the Holy Spirit. Get yourself in with a chance. Just go get the um, the quiz uh, answer correct one day this week, and you'll be in with a chance. That clue again, what book am I? The word death is found most often in this book of the Bible. Mm. Okay, so which which book is, is Do you know all the answer? about? 
no. Oh, I don't. Ooh. I don't know the answer. We stumped him for okay. Once. I'm just thinking about volume, and I think I might. Let's, let's, let's not just let's okay. give it away. Okay. Don't don't be out okay. here to do. I could I could make an educated guess, um, but I'm not going to tell you whether or not you're right or wrong. Yeah, that's okay. What if What if I write it down? Okay. Text it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're like sitting like an arm's length across from What if I spell it? Does, does it start with this letter? Uh, yes, it does. And there's the next letter, this. Yes, it does. Okay, is. yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Wait, that's giving away too much because there's not many <laughs> books of the Bible that have like... No, but they, I didn't say what the letter is. I know, but there's so many books of the Bible that start with the same letter and then have the same following letter. Like now we know it's something that's pretty... Like, you can get it off the first two letters. Do you know what I mean? Like, it narrows it down. No, well, well, it doesn't, actually. You didn't have to tell the listeners that. You could no, have but just... they can figure that out for themselves. No, they won't. Absolutely. They... 0491 so <laughs> listeners. Like, they're all going to know now that it's not Corinthians and it's not Colossians. Why would you tell them that? Because, what, if I wrote, what if I wrote, what if I wrote, what if I wrote CO and you're yeah, like, because, oh, yeah, must Because be. I would have had to say to you... That's not enough information. What if I wrote There's one C or two C? But we, we, we all, they all know that you did two letters, right? And so the two Monica, options. Monica, you are the one giving no, it away. No, you gave it away. You're not. You're not uh, am I making sense, DJ Shanna? No, Shanna's shaking her head. She's like, everything you're saying doesn't every, make the sense. Listeners know is always right. that you would have been able to know which exact book it was of two letters. That is you did not two true. letters. That and is that not means true. if it was Colossians or Corinthians, Stop which it. is C O, you Stop have to give it. me a third letter. For me to say yes, that was the one. But what if I put a one before you're, it? You're not understanding. No, you're you not understanding. You, you go are for a understanding. walk around the block. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Which book of the Bible talks about death the most? <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. What's happening in positively different years? Can someone please text in and just be like, "Yes, month making sense." Uh, in the in the in the mathematical realm of deduction, I am no no one no sense. one is going to text that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay, okay. Here we go. I have some good news coming out of our backyard. Oh, like literally, like Raymond Terrace. <laughs> well, almost Sydney. Sydney. So okay. Just below Sydney. Uh, about the our weird little animal, the platypus. Oh, awesome! You love platypuses, don't you? I'm I'm a penguin guy. Oh, Platy- a penguin. I mean, platypuses are cool. They're like one step away from a penguin. But penguins are like number one for me. So I didn't know this, but in the um. Uh, what's it called? The Hacking River. Uh, apparently, a couple of decades ago, there was a chemical tanker spill uh, mm. on the nearby Princess Highway, and uh, and and scientists are assuming that it was either because of that or because of overpredation from foxes or cats. Uh, they haven't been a lot of. Basically, the the platypuses disappeared from the Royal National Parks rivers. Um, oh. where they were usually living. And so a joint project from the University of New South Wales, National Parks and Wildlife Services and WWF uh, has seen conservationists trying to get the platypuses back into the Royal National Park and its rivers. And good news, ladies and gentlemen, as of last week, six new females have been released uh, into the Hacking River as the first stage of the reintroduction. Oh. So they've been kept at Taronga Zoo's special platypus refuge, um, and they came from the Bombala and Dalgety regions. And, uh, yeah, so they, they put the females in apparently a week to ten days before the males go in. So any day now the males will go in. Mm. Just to let the girls settle in without the males who are a bit bolder and a bit more boisterous, they said. Mm. 
She made me chuckle. Um, hopefully those females have found like a nice little niche in their new environment and then they can settle in together from there on. So basically the women move in, they uh, nest and set up a nice little home and then the males come along and ruin everything. No, I'm kidding. The males uh. come and join. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so the, uh, the scientist, um, Rob Brewster, he's an Aussie conservationist with the WWF. He Love said that. that he was uh, the co- collaboration wants to see burrows and territorial establishment among the river systems of the 58 square mile, which is oh, how many kilometers is that? Anyway, the national park for the females before they release the males. So beyond ensuring that the water quality in the catchment outside areas outside Royal National Park is of the highest level, threat management teams are also working to ensure the platypuses are not attacked by foxes or feral cats. And mm. if Lyle was here, we he'd now embark on a rant. <laughs> About cats. <laughs> yep, yep. And I agree with Lyle. I don't go quite as far as Lyle because I actually really like cats. Right now, my you can see on my phone, my backdrop is um, is my mum's cat. Uh, mm. That's Casper. Isn't he cute? He's standing it on my cute. shoe. Isn't he just adorable on my pink sneaker? Look at that. That's Casper. I gave Casper to my mum a couple of Mother's Days ago as a present after her previous cat passed away. So I'm a huge cat fan, but I am also a even huger fan of keeping cats indoors. Cats are an animal that thrive in any environment that they're given in. Um, if you lock your cat in, inside its house and, let, and it has its entire lifespan inside the house, it'll be just as happy, actually scientifically proven happier, to live inside the house than to live outside. So the, I don't know if you know this. That's um, awesome. I don't know if you know this, Lawson, but the average lifespan for a cat that is allowed to wander outside for a domestic pet it's five years. Wow. And for a cat that is kept indoors as an indoor-only cat, the average lifespan, 15 to 17 years. But would you want your house to smell that bad? That's that that's not the fault of the time. cat. That's not the fault yeah. of the cat. Know, that is the fault of the owner. If your house stinks, it's because you're not cleaning it enough. And that's mm. the bottom line for mm. any odor in your house, <laughs> whether it's you know originating from the cat, the dog, or yourself. <laughs> All the garbage being like the problem is the human, not the animal. Well, we know... From do- this, this must be re- new research because I think one of Lyle's arguments <laughs> against why he dislikes cats so much is because um, is because he says that cats don't have like a collaborative, you know, brain and a collaborative spirit, and and whereas dogs, they we actually can observe that dogs get a higher amount of dopamine from interacting with humans than with other dogs. So, like a dog in like a pack of dogs with a family of dogs it receives less op- dopamine and less happiness than it does interacting with humans. And we're like, wow, God made it to be man's best friend. You know, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But cats don't necessarily possess that same mindset. But you're saying actually, no, if we just go hard on domestication. It's not to do with the with the interaction with human. It's, it's to do with the safety that the human provides for the cat. If it's kept mm. indoors, um, it is less risk of being hit by a vehicle or being um, mm. um, shot at by uh, hunters and and uh, eating wow. poison bait. Um, <laughs> what are the other um, causes of death for cats? Um, and when it gets into fights and it gets infections, like my the cat that my mother had before, um, the one that I gave her, he only lasted five years, and he was an outdoor cat, mm. and um, he was always coming home beat up and scratched up. He he ruled the neighborhood with an iron paw. He was a fighter boy. Um, but yeah, these are all these things that uh, that you know um, uh, shorten the cat's lifespan, and none of them occur inside the home. So it's actually not to do with the dopamine related to humans. It's actually to do with the safety that humans provide by sheltering the cat. So if you have a cat, please keep it indoors. Um, so yeah, and 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 one of the 
best benefits from doing that mm. is uh, is being able to protect Australian wildlife. Our wildlife here is so delicate. We have mm. such a unique environment in this country. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, so Royal National Park is Australia's oldest national park, um, and it's just really great that they're actually reestablishing a sanctuary for the platypus. And, um, and yeah, I, I really, if I was the Queen of Australia, I'd 100% make a rule that you had to keep cats indoors. The Queen um, of Australia. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but this is great news to see the platypus coming back. <clears throat> and something that we can all take care of, you know, the Lord did give us uh, stewardship over the planet in Genesis. It was the first mm. job that all humans were given <clears throat> was to take care of uh, the Lord's creation. And, and we can be responsible and uh, look after our pets in the best way that they uh, like to be looked after, as well as looking after the environment around us. Mm. Um, so yeah, so hey, give us a text and tell me what you think about cats. Um, I I am a, a dog person, I'm not gonna lie, but I do still like cats. So please, please don't yell at me <laughs> for what I said about cats. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. What book am I? This is a quote from this book. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. And we had a little discussion off air, and Lawson admitted that I was correct. No, I said that it was actually your fault. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I had not said that, yes, he was right, after guessing only two letters, then sure, they wouldn't have known. But I was correct in saying that because we did that, people now know there's a whole bunch of books it's not. But then you started giving out letters anyway. and, and, and But it doesn't it matter if I tell them because they, zero can, four nine one they can just know. Six four, six, it six, doesn't nine. matter if not I spell it out for them. Like They now know it's not going to be a whole bunch of books that have... The first any any if there's a book in the Bible that has another book where the first two letters are the same, we all know now it's not them. That's but, what I'm saying. But there's lots we've of we've narrowed it down a but, whole lot. But there's lots of books that don't have the same letters. There's a lot of them that do. That's what I'm saying. We've narrowed it down because we did that thing on air. Oh. And Braden agrees with me. Thank you, Braden, for once we are of one accord. No, my he little, actually my, agrees with me. No, my little mushroomy mushroomy friend agrees with me. He says if Lawson, when he said he was writing a letter down, actually wrote a letter, not a number, then yes, Mon, you are correct. But if but you could also say that for the first and second Corinthians, that yes, the first letter is correct and the second letter is correct, and still not give it away. Um, but no, because I wouldn't have been able to tell him that he had the whole book correct, which is what I told him. Because if, if he'd only put two letters and there was like still five but options. But then we would have known it was one of those books. No. So then it would have really narrowed it down. <laughs> no. So I think the point is, is that we're overthinking is this. Is that next time I'm let's right, not do that you're game. wrong. And, Absolutely and not. I, of course, Absolutely not. I know the answer to everything because I'm really smart. <laughs> <laughs> You'll there you have a ladies and gentlemen. 0491-064-669. Of course, I'm being a bit facetious. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go too wild. You know, Shell's not here. <laughs> last, which, <laughs> to keep us reined in. Yeah, we just go wild. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show and we have a couple of different stories to talk about. I want to start by by reading a Bible verse to you, Monica, Go on. Uh, and to you, the listener. This Bible verse comes from James chapter 5, verse 1. And the Bible says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotten and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you. And you will eat an end will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self indulgence. You have fattened your hearts. 
in the in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. Person he did not. He does not resist you. This is, wow. God does not resist mm-hmm. you. So this is a, a particularly interesting particularly interesting passage from James chapter 5. Now, we talked about the book of James earlier this week, and we talked about how the book of James kind of sounds like someone who, and I heard this from someone else, they were saying that the book of James kind of sounds like someone had a really bad day at church. And and then they're like, hey, hey, this this is the issue, this is the problem. Now, we know that James was one of the key leaders of the Christian church in his time out of the headquarters in Jerusalem, um, pre the AD 70 destruction of Jerusalem. We know that yeah, he was akin to a conference president or delegate, something like that. Someone who organized the mission and was a teacher and was one of the people who formulated the doctrine of the early Christian church. Um, and so his book is full of just advice. And this, on one hand, just looks like that. It's talking about uh, how we cannot rely on riches, and particularly if our life is ordered in a way just to get riches to the point where we exploit other people, we should expect judgment from God. But it's also prophetic in a sense that, hey, the time is coming when which, you know, the things that you have will be moth-eaten and destroyed and, and whatnot. And most scholars view this, yes, in the sense of uh, speaking to his immediate audience, but as a prophecy that points towards the end time. Now, as I said, we were going to talk about Joe Biden, mm. right? And Joe Biden was set up to head out to the G7 summit. So the G7 summit is in Tokyo. Uh, no, sorry, not in Tokyo, in Japan, but in Hiroshima. He's going to go to Hiroshima, spend some time there, and then he was going to jump on a plane and go to PNG and hang out. And and uh, I have a bunch of PNG people on on Facebook and whatnot. We know some PNG people. Shout out um, Meg, who's sometimes producer Meg, who comes in and help with the show. Hey, you know, Meg. Her and her family, they're from Papua New Guinea. And I know that Meg specifically, she was sharing stuff on Facebook about, oh, Joe Biden's coming to PNG. Like, it's a, <laughs> it's a huge event. For, yeah, yeah. for Papua New Guinea, being, being a third world developing nation. And uh, yeah, to see the, the leader of the free world come along. And then after he went to PNG, he was going to come to Australia. So that was, that was, his, that was his moves. Uh, now, it seems as though his trip is going to be cut short. He won't be coming to PNG or Australia because oh. he needs to head back to the United States to engage in talks about raising the debt ceiling. Okay. You see, the situation in the US right now is that the capital that is generated in the US, their 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 profit essentially, their well their their revenue that's generated does not match the expenditure of the government. And so they keep borrowing money, which has left them thirty one point four trillion dollars in debt. What? The US government is thirty one point four trillion US dollars, USD in debt right now. That is insane. This if if nothing changes, mm-hmm. which it doesn't look like it will by July, they'll default. They'll default on that debt, and it will lead to like a calamitous collapse wow. of the U.S. economy. So that's why Joe Biden is like, "Hey, I'm not going to go to PNG in Australia. I need to go home. I need to go back to Congress, take care of the economy, and convince them." To so this is how they're going to take care of the economy. Is the economy? It's like oh, they're going to you know sell some assets, you know, and uh, are they going to are they going to you know tax people more? Like what's what's the step? What's the plan? The plan is to raise the debt ceiling. Oh, wow. so just like okay, so we're going to raise the debt ceiling, which means we can then occur incur more debt without it defaulting. 
<laughs> which just ultimately kicks the can down the road. Now, we've really, talked yeah. about this before. This is a problem for future Biden. <laughs> this is, yeah, future Biden, future, future presidents, yeah. future, future yeah. the West, uh-huh. essentially. Uh-huh. Future the world, because yeah. the US economy collapsing is catastrophic for pretty much the entire world and we've already seen this in 2008 it was we had the global financial crisis which was caused by the u.s housing market mm-hmm. like the collapse of the u.s housing market affected the whole destroyed yeah. the economy of like half of europe yeah. and we were able to get through unscathed because we just spent lots of money but now we're in we're kind of in that position too post-covid we've we've incurred a trillion dollars of debt ourselves. so just just over the last couple of years so we are in this position, and we talked about this with Justin Lawman when he comes on for his segment talking about everything's politics and prophecy. We talked about how 40% of the entire money that's ever been circulated in the world has been circulated in the last 20 years. Wow. And we're seeing as to why, because we have this huge debt problem in the West that we have no ability to solve, literally no ability to solve, other than as some kind of great reset we it, we are stuck. Like, the whole world is in debt to itself. The economy is so far gone. There's just, there is just simply nothing you can do. And especially with Joe Biden as well, being he's a Democrat president and a lot of his policy on, as you know, that carried him into being president was like student loan debt forgiveness and these kinds of things. They can't do that. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. They 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 physically cannot. They the government does not have the ability to be socialist right now. Yeah, like, yeah. It is again by July if the debt ceiling is not raised, and with and it's not like oh by July if 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 uh, if we don't do anything, it's like, no like by July with everything being done to fix this debt problem, yet the de- debt ceiling not be raised. The American, the American economy, like its loan will default and the, the entire American economy, the economy of the US will collapse. And so what I'm seeing here, and as we're reading in the Bible, riches are incredibly temporary. They're the thing that everyone is fighting for to gain. Um, and it is really an issue. It's been an issue throughout all time, but especially in the end times and, and with the economy, the way the economy is now, uh, especially with, with a currency that isn't backed by physical assets and trade. Um, but, you know, people talk about cryptocurrency. It's a decentralized currency, whereas we have a centralized currency, but it doesn't represent anything. There's no gold standard or water standard or this standard or that standard. Under this scenario and situation um, where material money becomes so immaterial and also seemingly worthless because we just seem to be able to borrow more and more and more, we set ourselves up for great pain and suffering and failure, as the Bible is saying. Mm. And then what it, gives, it what it ultimately shows me is rather than live a life chasing riches, which will lead you to judgment, live a life chasing God. Yeah, uh, store up your treasures in heaven. We can see very, very clearly what is about to come, the wave that is about to come. And, yeah, they might lift the debt ceiling so it won't collapse by July, but the further we step towards the end, the more likely it will happen, and it will happen. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have Monica getting us another clue for the quiz. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. That is a verse found in this book. What book of the Bible is that? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What book of the Bible will you hear this? 
How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? Get in the tra- in the draw to win the 40 days present devotions on the nature and ministry of the Holy Spirit. Mm, absolutely. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. And if you know the answer, then mate, get in. Get in with the correct answer. You will go into the draw, which will be drawn at the end of the week. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have come to our interview for today, which, of course, on Wednesday is always none other than Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, are you there with us? I certainly am. Thank you. Fantastic. Listen, Jennifer, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I thought we might talk a bit about brain stress and the stressed brain. So... (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a good one okay. at the moment because Lawson's brain is stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm pressed. I, I I need this. All right, let's he's, go. He's he's gone to uni and he's worrying himself. Too many assignments. Oh <laughs> well, I was just going to say. Well, I was, I'm doing this just for you, Lawson. I figured you might have a stress. Wow, <laughs> fantastic! Oh, this is my personal counselling session. <laughs> Here on Faith FM for everyone to listen to. All right, let me tell you about my issues, Jennifer. Uh, Okay, give it to us. How I'm dealing with stress. Okay, so how do you know your brain is stressed? I guess that's the first question. How do how do you know when your brain is getting stressed? Uh, well, you feel it. You you feel it. I know that I feel it. Um, Okay, so do you feel it in the brain, in the body? Do you know? You know, it's like, because it's good to identify. I know when my brain is stressed because I start, um, I've got tension in the forehead, right? Mm. I start, um, my brain starts scrambling a bit when I'm stressed. I can't oh, focus. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, my, but it is a my, feeling. My creativity dries up if I'm too stressed. Okay. I can't come up with ideas and I can't think properly. And I also okay. get uh, easily emotional like I, I cry easy <laughs> if I'm brain stressed yeah. okay because when you when your brain is stressed it's actually lopsided because we're talking about left and right brain balance so mm-hmm. when we're out of balance the brain is stressed and there are lots of reasons why the brain gets stressed so um what are some of the reasons then that cause brain stress Lawson's assignments. Uh, <laughs> um, Monica's incompetence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, events can happen. Um, yeah, I, I guess sometimes the feeling of hopelessness uh, causes my brain to be stressed, yeah. Yep, yep. And, and then when the brain gets stressed, because it's stressed and you can't focus, you get more stressed. So it's sort of like a vicious cycle, I find. Yeah. Um, Things like overload, which assignments can be when you're studying, which is what you're talking about, Lawson. You get overloaded and overwhelmed. Mm, The pressure. Mm. Absolutely. Too much pressure. Doing too much when Mm. we don't have enough downtime, worrying about things. So fear of failure, I find that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fears. Yes, absolutely. A lack of sleep can cause brain stress. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And just generally when the brain is out of balance. But there's lots of reasons. Like when if we're working and we're working in a stressful environment or with people who are stressful um, or we have a you know, a problem with someone um, or we go we don't have enough money, you know, things like that to pay the bills. There are a lot of things in this life that are highly stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't always get rid of the stress or the things that are causing the stress, but we can do a lot to help the stress. Mm. So 
But before we look at that, there's some interesting information about what happens with the brain when it's stressed because we don't think about that. We don't go, what's going on inside of my brain? Mm. So we have brain stress and there's a lot of pressure and tension. We talked about not being able to focus in that. But the brain is actually quite inflamed. In fact, it's, you could say the brain is on fire. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, high inflammation levels. We also get a lot of cell toxicity. So that means the um, toxins in the body are sitting in the brain. So that causes a lot of brain stress. Um, the neurons get damaged. So the cells in the brain get wear and tear and damage. And this is why we have to have a good night's sleep Mm -hmm. because a good night's sleep helps to repair the brain. The brain has proteins and during the day with wear and tear and if we're stressed, the more stress, the more damage is done, obviously. Those protein elements break up and are fragmented. When we sleep at night, and this is why we need that deep sleep, it puts it's like a jigsaw. It puts all the pieces back together again. So then we wake up refreshed, ready to start the day with a fresh brain. That's, mm. that's the aim. So... Um, and it can cause, um, cause the neurotransmitters in the brain, it can actually send wrong signals to the body. It can cause hormonal imbalance. Um, it's hard for the chemicals to go across the receptors of damage. Like, it, this is why people get depressed because your chemical balance and also electrical impulses. The brain runs on about 12 amps of electricity and you need that to go across all the cells in the brain. And when it's stressed, it can't do that. So it's sort of like your brain's going to a dead end. And if you ever think you can't remember names, you can't think of things, um, you're forgetful. So the brain is short-circuiting, if that makes sense. Yes, that does does make sense. Makes sense and sounds familiar. I'm sure our listeners are out there going, yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Your listeners, Lawson. (laughs) Just think of Lawson and you'll feel better. (laughs) We're all in this together, guys. Yeah, we're all in this together. So we then have um, start thinking of things irrationally when the brain is stressed. We have unrealistic thoughts. We think in very black and white terms. We can't sort it all out. Um, And as you said, uh, Monica, the brain, emotional imbalances in the brain. So we more um, can be more emotionally focused or the other way, more shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot more mental, emotional stress and we start focusing too much on the past or on the future and we can't focus in the present. So that's one of the problems. Mm. So, of course, the brain then loses energy. We lose energy. Um, So, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that happen to the brain when we're stressed. But we're also very resilient beings. You know, think, well, why don't we just lay down and die when all that happens? <laughs> we feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in actual fact, there's lots of things we can do because the brain can do a really good recovery. We've talked a bit about neuroplasticity, so it can make new cells. It can actually rewire itself. Um, we have an amazing brain. It's far superior to any computer. So if we give it the right conditions, then we bring the inflammation down, it detoxes, it does its repair work. The synapses start to connect again and you can start thinking straight um, and realistic thinking, focus in the present. So there's lots of positives when we do this. So mm. are there things that either of you do that help your brain when it gets stressed? Oh, Jennifer, I gotta tell you, 
And Jennifer's been helping me, uh, just in case listeners didn't know, Jennifer's been helping me with um, my trauma recovery after my home burnt down last year, mm-hmm. my little van. I was doing van life. And Jennifer, I wanted to tell you, um, yesterday <clears throat> I came out of, <clears throat> excuse me, my home and was going to get my car to come to radio and discovered that my vehicle had actually been gently vandalized in the night. And suddenly all these feelings from last year just came rushing back. And I, I, uh, thankfully, you know, from the work that I did with you, um, I immediately started to employ some of the techniques that you taught me to, to calm my stressed out brain down. Cause everything you're saying right now is what happened to me. Like I started to sort of, catastrophize the 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 occasion in my mind it was so much worse suddenly in my head and oh how will I ever get past this and blah 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 blah. and so I remember you teaching me like you know to rub my chest and pat my heart and um the breathing exercises you taught me and uh, and faith over fear and, and turning to God. And it really helped me because I was on the brink of just having like a huge, huge sob on the side of the road <laughs> and just crying and crying. But thankfully, like I managed to get past it, didn't shed a single tear. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and so I, those techniques that you taught me the, really got me through that. So, yeah, it definitely works. Okay. So it's about refocusing and recognizing. It's like being an observer of the brain in those stressful events where we we know instead of going, oh, I'm so stressed and this is terrible, going, I can, I can see myself being stressed, which helps to, mm-hmm. therefore, I'm catastrophizing or I'm blowing it out of perspective or I'm doing too much. So it's doing a bit of a self-assessment is very helpful. But one of the things you said, and we'll talk about this more next time, is the heart-brain connection, mm. right, rubbing the heart and um, doing some slow, deep breathing in and out, focusing on the heart helps to calm and refocus the brain. It puts left-right brain back online. So simple things like doing the breathing, but you've got to think to do it. So I encourage people to practice, particularly breathing, focusing, because if the heart's not right, the brain's not right. So to to do that correction. So we'll talk about that more next week you know, in depth. But there are lots of other things you can do. And if it's the end of the day or you're home or you're in bed, uh, things like using some lavender oil. Because lavender oil is a calmative, and I find when my brain's too busy at night, if I rub some on my forehead and round the sides of my face uh, and even rub a bit on the area of the heart, because we calm the heart, you calm the brain. Mm-hmm. So that just little simple things like that. And magnesium is a crucial one. Taking some magnesium is very powerful in, in doing that. So um, there's things that we can do looking at our nutrients because the stressful when we stress, we lose a lot of nutrients. So to yeah, put some back in, magnesium's a key one. Um, exercise, you know, anything that what we call a mindful activity to focus you back in the present. Because mm. you, as you said, Monica, you went straight back to what happened to you when your van burnt down. Mm. So you were resurrecting the past in the present and instead of, embellishing it and making it worse, you actually recognised it and and remembered what we talked about and did something about it and got yourself back into the present again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean. And and, was able to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most important thing. (laughs) Absolutely. So if we can then build those blocks, you know, it's like, okay, I get into those stress states and, and oh, I'm, I'm able to, to kind of rescue and, and get out of it and, and get going again. I guess my question is, can we come to a point where then we just don't face 
stress at all where we, I guess we just chill out enough that it's like, oh, this, this isn't necessarily a problem. And absolutely. I believe if we pick it up initially and do something about it straight away, um, either we can go the rest of the day stressed because that one thing someone said or something happened because that's what we're dwelling on and we're blowing out of perspective. Mm. Um, we look at the problem, not the solution. You know, we, so if you practice these skills, you will keep that brain balance and you'll manage the stress. Doesn't mean you won't react to st- with stress, but you recognize it and do something about it. Mm. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you get back into the brain, back brain balance, because when the brain's balanced, the body's balanced, you're in a good space. So it, it all starts in the brain. But, yes, you're right. You know, I find I used to be a highly stressed person, particularly studying, whereas now I know I'm do, I'm being stressed and I can either choose to continue to think about it that way or I can do something about it. Mm. So it's looking at our choices. Oh, that's awesome because I think, you know, you, you come to a space, especially when you get on top of things, it's like, all right, I want now to be proactive, and, and preemptive yeah. in what I'm doing. I don't, I don't want to fall into this like place of deep stress and then, you know, have to fight out of it again. I want to be able to, to take steps there. But it sounds like that, yes. that again, if you're, if you're able to, to institute good habits and whatnot, it, you yes. can, you can continually overcome even when, if you're or hit with those difficulties yes. again. Proactive versus reactive. Mm. Do something positive versus doing something negative about it. It almost so this sounds is- a bit like like athletic training, like you're training yourself for a marathon. You can run further and further each time, or you're like lifting heavy weights and you can lift heavier and heavier each time. Like if you start fortifying your mind against stress, you can sort of overcome it quicker and easier next time. And that's what sports psychologists teach athletes is how to stay focused in the present and not allow the brain stress to take over. Mm, wow absolutely well jennifer it has been amazing to hear from you and everything and i and i now i'm feeling like wow i i I have the tools to though i am pressed by my studies i have the tools to get through thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM